0: The night and the way you move. Hello and welcome to From the Rooker End, uh, a podcast about following Watford Football Club, and we followed them to home and a win two one uh, against Norwich City. The last time we played Norwich City at home, it was not a pleasant experience. Uh, my name's John. Uh, with me today is Jordy. Hello and Michael. Good day to you, sir. Uh, and we're going to start just start off with um, with the uh, sort of a uh, a moment for Keith Eddie. Um, and he, for me, he's a player who I've always wanted to learn a bit more about. Maybe a player I'm I'm waiting to go to Hornet Heaven to watch a lot more games about. Um, But to uh, a certain uh, generation of of Watford fans, he's a certain thing. I got a text this week from Lionel Burney, who we had heard last week on the podcast, and he sort of said, Lionel's dad, who was, of course, a Watford fan, he sort of said, when he heard about the news, he was very, very sad. And uh, he said he was one of his dad's favourite players. He once said that in the relegation from Division 2 in 1972, that Eddie was a Rolls-Royce engine in a Robert Reliant chassis. (laughs) Now, that's one for the slightly older uh, Watford fans in terms of... uh, And also motor racing fans. Um, But I think... Motor racing fans? (laughs) Back then they had the Robin Reliant F1 team. Banger racing. But I think it was almost like a a performance like that, Mike, that we wanted to see from some of these players today. Yeah. And maybe we didn't see a, a Keith Eddie level of it, but we certainly felt like we got some higher performances from individual players.
1: Yeah, and it was it was a poignant start to the the evening and I think it, what that did do was drive home what an important and impressive character Keith Eddy was. And I think you're right John. I think that performance was befitting of uh, of a day when we when we remember a player like that. It was we were talking in the week weren't we you and I about how we were slightly concerned about we've talked about everything around this football club without actually focusing on the players and I was thinking well actually the, the attitude of the players needs to come mm. under a little bit of scrutiny and tonight against the best opposition they've played in this difficult week they really really stepped up I thought from front to back and um, they took the game to, to Norwich and tonight they've earned and deserved the win and I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled and yeah it was, I think it was a, a really really solid competent and dare I say in part exciting <laughs> and enjoyable <laughs> performance
0: Oh, how Michael Parkin changes from it but Geordie, but we were in the pub before the game with DCW we were chatting away about our expectations for that game in fact today the, the, my two kids uh, Eli and Bittericks were in the car and they said Daddy can we listen to the Watford stories they said and that, basically what that means is they want to listen to Hornet Heaven and I listened, and we were only on episode two since we listened, so there have been many, many since but we've gone back to the beginning with those two. And the whole episode was the, the episode where Derek, 2015-2016, well, uh, Derek hides all the programmes, so you can't go watch any Watford games apart from a few, and those few were the season we got relegated in 2007 and, and 2000. And basically it all comes down to that thing. Happiness equal, is equal to what you achieve minus expectation. And we weren't very expecting, were we, at all today?
2: Well, we were expecting, but we didn't know what we were expecting. <laughs> because, you know, um, it's difficult. I mean, uh, you look at the results that, that we're not in, and you can see the championship is a box of frogs as a league. You know, teams can go 2 it up, then get pulled back, and then, you know, the, the Sheffield went. United game with DCW is telling us about... It so wasn't a box of frogs. Well, it was, was, was mad as a ridiculous. box of frogs. Yeah, it was, it just, it's. Um, you guys really have been in the pub before <laughs> the game. <haven't> you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but today is kind of like. Well, what do we expect? You know, Norwich are one of those teams, probably a bit like us in a sense. Mm. You know, up, yo-yo team. So a scalp. You don't know what you're going to expect. They've obviously started the season better than us because they've still got the same manager they started the season with. <laughs> um, but then, if you if you look at them today, it. I think our performance today I would describe as hard work. One because we worked hard, and two, because we made hard work of it. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's a very fitting kind of um, couple of words to describe it. We, we we could have come away, you know, last season we didn't expect to lose 3-0. Um, I, I, I probably did, actually. <laughs> what do you think, actually, last season? You know, look at it in there, it was probably made sense that we did. It, it, it was it was a game where, like, like any games, it could have gone either way. I think there's probably more of a, a, a concern that they would have players who were a slight higher calibre than we're used to playing against in this division who could punish us. But actually, it was very scrappy in the first half. You know, I sent a message around saying, let's see if anyone could keep the ball for more than three seconds. And I was counting to see if anyone couldn't. And they couldn't, unless you count when the ball's out for throwing. And it was very, lots of turnovers. And the fact that we were 2-0 up in that, from that scrappiness, and we missed the penalty, and we could have gone 3-0 up. It showed that we were, we were exerting ourselves, but we were also getting the breaks. And then obviously... I guess it's about expectations. Watford it up with five minutes to go to <laughs> half time. You know what's coming. And, and, and against Norwich, we, it's um, Josh Lewandowski, whatever we make him look like <laughs> when, when he plays against us. Christ. I mean, the guy's probably built a house on, on um, goal bonuses. Like Mark Noble always used to score against us. Like um, Josh Sargent got a goal. Again, a bit sloppy, but if, I think we're overly critical when we concede. And yeah. we're, we're never critical of the opposition's defence when we score. Yeah. So I think that's always a bit difficult. You know, people say, last. Last air, look, last point of fault was back when it? it was near post, but there's probably pl- people equally culpable for that
3: goal.
2: Mm. It then almost reset the challenge. Okay, you're two one up, yeah. but now you now you've got to go back because you've lost the uh, the momentum. They get a goal, suddenly it changes, and we set a new challenge. So much as I'd like to v- a thrust of one five nil, and it'd been a, r- a walk in uh, walk in the park. I think the hard fought nature of this game against a very good opposition is pretty better for us yeah, uh, yeah, mentally to kind of uh, to have had that adversity. To have to have all had to muck in, to have no passengers, and to st- and to see it through, I think I think is probably better for us than a, than a five 0 that would have been unexpected and would have left us all singing, but wouldn't have told us anything. So
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, we learnt a lot more from it. I think you're, you're, that's that's what I got. And, and there was a moment we were two up and thinking, no, I didn't want them to get one back, but I wanted <laughs> I wanted those that learning process because we haven't been in that place before. And what do we do? And there was a moment. Blackpool last week, where we went one behind and we stepped it up and we, we were we were threatening. We got that goal back, but then I think we it felt like we got very comfortable. Maybe said Caracelli got a bit too comfortable. But let's talk about that, you know, let's let's talk about those players. Mike I sort of as you said, I spoke to the week saying All right, let's get at them. Like, let's get at them. We had a go at Geno last week. Let's let's them apart. But we're picking them apart in a very different way than I thought. And yeah. especially talking from the back. And um, last time we were stood outside the Hornet shop, as we are now, you were talking about how lopsided we were, particularly at right back. Yep. And we had Dan Gosling for, for, for two games, and Craig Cathcart came back. William Truscombe played this game today.
3: Yep.
0: Don't really remember him doing much. And I think that's an amazing thing to say of, yep. of a defender. But defensively, that four at the back is is just settling.
1: Yeah, and, and I think Geordie was perhaps being a little bit... Um, I don't think it gave, necessarily gives us enough credit for that first half performance. I think it was scrappy, but I thought uh, we will we'll come to them. But I thought Watford did settle much better than Norwich and, and were deservedly 2-0 two, two ahead. But, yeah, you're right, John. I think we... we Well, I certainly bemoaned, again, this has been my <laughs> bugbear, the lopsided nature of this side. And I say, look, we've got Dan Gosling at right-back, we've got Semmer on the right and Ismail Assar on the left. It just sums us up, again, sort of a bit exasperated, but... As you say, I think that back four performed really well. I thought what the thing that you're going to get from from Dan Gosling is 100% committed uh, performances and you know he's not the quickest and he, he never has been and never never will be but he's committed uh, a couple of times he got he got burned one went over his head mm. and he was struggling to get back but overall it was a competent right back performance. I think more than competent i yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, perfectly if if you hadn't if you didn't know if you didn't imagine Dan Gosling as a as a midfielder you wouldn't you wouldn't have gone well it mean, was a bit funny there and I think uh, someone did a bit of quick research in his early career he played he, he played right back and I think he did he did really well over the other side Kamara he can be a bit skittish he can be an, he's an interesting player he can I like what he offers I like his his full-blooded um, commitment I like the fact he bombs forward he can forget that he needs to get back occasionally he's very animated he's quite he's just a, he's good fun to watch and mm. you know he's, 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 I think we're better with him in the side and then you mentioned William Troosti-Kong, who I thought played well. Yeah. And uh, so a credit to, to Troosti-Kong. But I thought my man of the match was the man next to him, was was Craig Cathcart.
0: Proper thought, defender.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely that. And you could see, actually, you can see the difference between Troosti-Kong and, and Cathcart. When Cathcart was was going, the ball comes over towards him, and Cathcart looks like second favourite to win it against mm. the striker. He goes anyway, times his leap perfectly takes the man with him and makes sure he gets the ball as well really really good solid defending and a couple of times William Kong didn't do that he was a bit bit half-hearted that's not a criticism that's more of a focusing on Cathcart and how well, how, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's that experience and that timing, and of course, he did make a, a massive mistake when the ball. I don't know what he did. He sort of ran round the ball and uh, and let the striker through. And I like, said, oh, "Craig, don't, don't, don't! I'm about to, to go and want to tell the world how good you were tonight." And uh, in, what you want from a back four is exactly what you said, John, for them to be uneventful, mm. to be unnoticed, to be and, and to have no talking points and. And largely speaking, and credit to them, because it's been reshuffled again, Cathcart coming back from injury, Dan Gosling filling in, William Troostekong having, you know, a difficult Watford career so far. Now, I'm very, very critical of him in the past, but I thought tonight they, they all did their jobs and we talked about how... Geordie's sort of mentioned how, how hard we made it and I think we've probably made it harder as, as a spectacle as it went on. But if you tot up the saves... The the Norwich keeper had to make, and we had to make, it's heavily skewed towards Norwich making saves. Dan Backman didn't didn't have to get his knees dirty that much. What I really loved as well was the defending from set pieces. I Mm. thought it was dominant, it was sensible, it was organised, and for the first time in ages, Norwich had, I think, 12 corners and yes towards the end when they were getting whipped in underneath the bar you get you get a little bit tense but Watford looked like they were just gobbling them up all night and that's usually the other way round we're putting him in the box and then and and it's the the opposition defense that's dominant and and I would use
0: that word from set pieces they were dominant and God, I don't know what's got over me. I need to sit down. <laughs> there was a bit where you tweeted, and you, you, didn't tweet, you messaged us on the group saying, they've had 11 corners, we've had two. And I thought to myself, if that's where you're trying to pull a, a, like a negative <laughs> from Michael, then you have lost this conversation. <laughs> but I think 100%, Craig Cather, I absolutely agree. He was by far my favourite. But I did enjoy that little short time of the game where uh, Kamara did bring out his inner Steve Terry uh, with his headband yeah. uh, and, uh, and, and the, the, the very lesser seen uh, blood shirt came on uh, with no number on the back. Midfield-wise, Geordie, um, we're happy with the defence. Um, Midfield-wise, it, it felt like we saw a proper development of a duo in that midfield. We've always talked about, I'm not comparing them necessarily here, we've always talked about you know, the Decore, Capu uh, sort of partnership, and that's always an amazing thing you want. But actually, Chowdhury and Loser, with Loser playing that slightly, you know, further back role this week than he has in the last couple of weeks, really felt good.
2: I'm not anti-Craig Cathcart in uh, <laughs> any way. I thought he had a great game, and and you know, um, talking about Dan Gosling he put he got him out of jail in that incident yeah, you're talking did. about, yeah. and and I think he need to just get. um Craig Cathcart out of jail. He's probably got Gna Potter out of jail because he's been a lot of criticism for not yeah. recruiting at right-back. And we might have found through adversity, um, a midfielder, which is what I'm talking about, because yeah. I've got the midfield. Yeah. He's a midfielder. But he could end up being our solution at right-back because that's clearly a, yeah. a problem area. So if he keeps playing like that, then, then absolutely brilliant. Um, but I would say, for me, loser was our man in the match for me. Again, we've got different perspectives. I thought um, he... You know, you say that Kamara's a, an, an odd player. There are certain... Um, bio biomechanics or kind of postures that players take when they're on the ball, like Kamara Semmer's a great one. You know, you can almost imitate him and you see Keelan Davis also gets his shoulders over the ball and holds it up. Loser for me plays like um, he takes he takes half as many touches because he uses his body to open space, to move space, to to find angles, to, to create space for others. And it's and it's if you look into the capu de Kure, Partnership, yeah. he is the the, is the, sorry, the, the Kapu, Yeah. you know very much. He is he is. I mean, if we talk, Keith said he's a Rolls Royce, Kapu is a Rolls Royce. I think loser plays that role. I think I think Chowdhury's probably got a bit to go before he's Dakure because he's not bombing on getting in there no. and handballing it in for against Southampton and stuff like that. But <laughs> I think um, I think loser is. Is essential. I mean, he's got two goals in the last couple of games, missed a penalty. I mean, I was slightly <laughs> walking I saw him take the penalty. I was like, please, because if he misses, it, might, we might lose him and we can't afford to hit if he hit his head to go. And he kind of got a great finish,
0: and, uh, well, scuff finish, depending on uh, finish. whether you was a... Great, great I mean, great finish, yes. but that, that goal for me was the absolute epitome of actually what. I've wanted to see from this Watford team yeah. in the fact that if we have got, compared to the rest of the league, quality, skillful players, yeah. that ball across from yeah. Saar and that first-time hit from loser is exactly that the is thing so we terrible. need to see. His penalty yeah. was terrible, and Dave DCW just in front of me, and when the penalty went, well, Saar got the penalty. I went, Saar can't take it, can he? He's I missed his last yeah. three, maybe? What it feels like, at least. But, yeah, that, that quality that he brought, I mean, that's right, but that goal particularly... Yeah. Wonderful.
2: I think I think there's also... Uh, the, the other point is we c- loser Loser can play that deep role but we know we can also play further advanced. Yeah. So he he can, he can play anywhere and I think he gets us out of jail. There were times where he got the ball and rather than pass it he, he draws the, the attacker to close him down. He's not bothered no. by that. He, and, and there's a lots of times you see where, where players will clip it forward uh, and just hope that he will find a player you know, there's a couple of he did with outside of his left foot. He, he's left footed, but he's not constricted by his left yeah. foot because it's a one Is like Ken oh, Semmer left footed? Yeah, well, I mean, Ken, Ken's very left footed, but I think, yeah, yeah there's a fundamental yeah. difference. Uh, loser leans back, is what I would say. He, he's got his head up, he doesn't need to look at the ball to know where it is. He is he's, he's, an, he's an incredibly important player. We, you know, we, we kind of questioned where we'd be without him, you know, wishing for him to come back. Obviously, Rob didn't get to use him. But then, you know, the decision to bring uh, Kayembe on. Mm-hmm. I think I messaged you during the thing. Said if Keenan Davis came off, who would we bring on? Bayo or should we push everyone forward and bring Kayembe? Yeah. And, and Kayembe's—you know—he came on, did a job. Like Kalu kind of came on slightly. As a, as a I guess, you could consider him partly midfield. We were talking about him. Very, very brief cameo, but got an important tackle in to, to slow things down. So I think I think loser plus someone else. And I think just from the right-footedness, Chowdhury gets that, and because he's kind of no nonsense. But I think um, when we talk about a partnership between Kapu and Dakure as equals. I don't think loser has an equal in in the midfield in our mm, team this okay. season. I think I think he's way ahead of everyone else, apart from even you know, to say Aspria, Ja Pedro well, slightly in front. But I would consider them more attacking players. Aspria, I thought Aspria was absolutely tremendous. I'm going to drop a little mini name
1: drop in there. Speaking to David Connolly at, at <laughs> half time. And he was he was impressed with Watford. And I said, like, oh, do you not think they invited Norwich back into it a little bit at the end there? And he was, he's no Watford have played really well. And the two names he mentioned were Imran Luza, obviously as, as Geordie's Alluded to there was just a cut above the the, the parties he, he was picking out, and his just his impact on the game was in was absolutely enormous. Everything good came came through there. He was sort of we questioned whether he's going to get the space. He got the space today probably because it's against one of the better sides in the division who are going to look to play a certain way. But as Geordie said there, it's a great point. He doesn't actually need that that much space because he's so confident on the ball and he's like that quarterback rolling in the pocket mm-hmm. looking. How he's even going to get it,
0: so, even more so today.
1: Yeah, and he he will find a way, and more often than not, he he didn't. So we wait with, um, with bated breath and mouths firmly shut to, <laughs> to see whether what, whether he's going to be available for the next six games, because that would be a huge, huge loss if 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 it turns out he ends up being suspended. But to keep it on the positive role, I thought, I thought Yassir Speer was was absolutely sensational again. I think just the way he is continually on the front foot, and yes, he is he's a bit of a luxury player. because but he, he was so much away. stronger
0: today. Yeah. He, he he held that ball so much longer than he'd he'd ever done in there. You could see yeah. what he was trying to do before, but he held it for that little bit longer and and made a few more things happen.
1: Yeah, he he gets the ball gets the ball under control, but then straight away he's driving on. He's getting the ball forward, which is, we've spoken about it all season. We haven't got midfields, we haven't got players who want the ball and who want to progress it up the pitch. Not a bit of it with him. That's all that's on his mind. You know He's unlucky not to get his goal against Swansea last week, rounded the keeper. That would have made it 2-0, mm. I think, and it would have been a very different game. So he's by far and away not the finished product. But if he carries on on this trajectory, like you say, John, we're seeing him... Beef up almost on a game by game basis. His impact on the game is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I I just love him. I think he is such a huge huge asset in terms of of our creativity and that that sort of he's like you know Jao Pedro, mini Jao Pedro. Yeah. It never takes a step back, and I and I love that. And you you don't want to see that confidence and that bravado and that braveness ever sucked out of him. It's it's it's, it's glorious. And having those two in there with with um, Hamza Chowdhury doing what he does best, which is basically kick people, and if he gets the ball, brilliant. <laughs> um, and I mean that in a, in a good way. He's, yeah. he's solid. He's there to do a job to blooming, to get the ball and, and to shovel it to someone who wants to do something with it. And, and, and he will do that. And I think he's looked better in the last... Well, better today. And, and it was all right again against Swansea. Didn't see enough of the Blackpool game to, to pass judgment. I think we'll give everyone a blob for that one. But you can see... Like you made a really good point, John. The quality that we should be seeing from, and, and we mentioned it at the top there, Saar and Semmer playing on what you would term as the opposite flank, and we were saying, well, can we get? Do we understand why? And then Saar won the penalty down that side. The ball came from that side from the, from the first goal. and It's like right masterstroke. You can see, uh, you can see why, you can see why they're doing it. In the first half, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get close to Ismail Saar. Um, the, the second half, it all closed up a little bit. I think it was a little bit more chess-like is the wrong word. It was ne- it was never like that, but it wasn't. We didn't quite get up the head of steam that we did in in the first half, but we'd done the job of work almost in the first half by by sticking our flag in the town and saying this is what we're capable of. We will absolutely destroy you on the break if you commit too much t- t- forward. Um, so they earned that win, and and I think it's probably a. You're always nervous at 2-1 with six minutes added time. And I was thinking afterwards, you know, if this is 10-2-2, that really will feel like a, a defeat. But we never really, really looked like conceding. We did the Watford thing, of course, of uh, the, the Cathcart mistake. And there was a couple of sort of moments when you thought they might nick in. But there wasn't a sustained period of Norwich pressure where we were under under, under threat. and There was
0: no kitchen sink. That from Norwich at all, and I think you're right with my thing with uh, with Aspria is that I'm actually looking forward to this World Cup all of a sudden, because actually, give him protein, get him in the weight room, because because in theory that was a massive thing for for João Pedro when we had lockdown, he he bulked up massively. So four weeks there, Aspria, pump, 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 <laughs> pump, pump, pump.
2: pump. Well, well, what I'd say about Aspria is also the maturity, because we, we, we I think we 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 used to players coming from abroad mm. but we st- I think we still think of young players as if they you know grown up around Bushy or something like that and they <laughs> kind of you know they're just a young player we don't we don't think that at the age he's at, he's he's crossed to a different continent where he doesn't I don't know how good his english is but he's certainly not going to be you know native into a completely different style in front of big crowds high pressure you know england is is where football was, came from so mm. it's kind of you know it's held in esteem i think to do all that and then come in and, and, and have that impact and not take a step back shows a huge mental strength because we you know we're talking about Mike's talking about his physical strength and he's bulking up but his mental strength is clearly there and, yeah. and his age is that he's going to grow in height as well he's still got a probably a bit of growing upwards to do so he could end up being you know a real a real tidy player and the way that jao Pedro is now almost a cut above him you know talking about midfielders and maybe Jao pedro fits in that really if we have loser and jao Pedro in the team supplemented by Saar, Aspria Davis all we really need is the rest of them just to do their jobs, and, and, and we'll have a strong team. We don't we don't need any any um, you know the, the defense just needs to de- defend. I mean the names give telling them what they got to do, um, they, but they seem they seem comfortable. I think the person who's got the least confidence in our defense is Backman because yes. there's a few times where, and I know they you know times they you look at um, people you know adults who kind of commit crimes and stuff. You look at their childhood. Backman, Backman <laughs> Back, no, but, but Back Backman came through the Stoke Academy, didn't he? And and he does love a punt. And there, there was a couple of times when we were trying to just pass it around the back, and we would kind of worked that work Norwich into a bit of you know out, out of shape, and then we just needed to go to Goslin and back them bit. enough Abbott, you know, and, and you like, that if
1: you played for Stoke, you go on to commit crime. No, I'm saying if you play, I
2: think if you, if you go through the Stoke Academy about seven or eight years ago, you were probably doing lots of punts in training. Oh. I dare <laughs> say, up to, the, up to up to up to Croucher or someone. So I think, um, so I think, I think he. But then if he gets it out and doesn't scuff it, then it's okay. But it's, it's just, it's just, it's just that. We have that weird thing at the moment because in the Premier League you don't get many turnovers because teams will hold possession. In the Championship it's ridiculous and we were, it was like a little bit of a hybrid of, uh, of a Championship Premier League game where we were we had that move for the goal he's like why don't we just do that more often? Why don't you just pass it to a yellow shirt? This isn't a great you know, we're playing against Man City pressing us or Liverpool pressing us we can do this and so I think it's, 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 it's getting the confidence and getting the cohesion which we've probably talked about cohesion is a word that's come up loads in the podcast in the last few years if we can get that and and players like Loser and João Pedro in the middle of the pitch, dictating and dominating possession and opening space for everyone else. And everyone else just doing their job. I think we've got something to build on at least.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you say something to build on. I think I said last week on the podcast the fact that Bilic had has had had three games there charge of Watford, you know, as the manager. But actually, he hadn't had time, and it did feel a little bit like he's had some time with them. Maybe it was to to bring them to his side because of whatever happened with Rob and they might have felt a bit disgruntled by that but it felt a lot more like they were all on the same page Attacking World well, we sort of talked about a little bit Mike, and I suppose the big moment I had was watching Keenan Davis yeah. who I love I yeah, mean as a, as a centre forward in the championships like man strong hold it up doing what he's doing causing issues scoring goals but there were really early on way way before he got he came off he was He'd lost his energy. And we know he's come off some injuries and we know we've got three games in a week. And I sort of felt, well, I'd prefer for him to have come off a little bit earlier. But this is me talking during the game, not talking now. So he had that, that rest. Or maybe we could get something from him every single game. He starts today. He comes on on Wednesday. He, he starts again against Luton. Maybe that's a, a thing I was wanting, But I'd say that, that reliance on bio. And not having to felt
1: so much better. Yeah. It's too, he, he's a terrific, terrific signing and a terrific, terrific player. I think sometimes he looks like the ball's getting away from him a little bit and he can be deceiving in terms of you look like oh, you've lost a yard of yeah. pace, you're not going to get there. And there's just an enormous stride. His back goes in, the ball's under control, and he can either look to lay it off or, or drive on. And I adore watching him. And, you know, we haven't had a player like him. For, for a long, long time. I mean, Troy, I guess, is, yeah. was similar to a degree, but I think, I think, I think Keenan Davis is a, is, a, is a different player and is just the strength and the power and his willingness to, to get the shot away, uh, another good goal t- today. It must be an absolute, as a, as a centre-back, you must not enjoy coming up against uh, him at all. He's, and this isn't belittling it at all, but like you say, big, strong, his hold-up, play is absolutely brilliant and he's, he's a joy to watch because you know that the ball is not only going to stick but something's going to come of it because it's fine if the ball sticks but then nothing happens but he's either going to drive on himself or, 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 or play a ball and I think he's good I think I agree you did you, as the game ticked on do we need to do we need to get some fresh legs on there but I think even when he did look like he was struggling and he was stretching every time that the ball went out of play and he, he definitely was less um Energetic, if you like, but he still, when the ball came up, he made a nuisance of himself. He still did did a job right up until the end. And I think it's a really good point, John, about protecting his fitness and making sure that he is available. You know, two really, really difficult games coming up. Millwall away will be will be brutal. Uh, You don't need me to tell you what it's going to be like there on, on next Sunday, and it's going to be. You don't need me to tell you, so I'm not going to. So to have a player like that, who is big, strong, confident, committed, and knows where the goal is, is is vital. So, like you, John, absolutely love watching him. And I want to. I think I think Sah had a had a big part to play today mm. because we've mentioned it again. We mentioned it previously that the last time in the championship, it's a little bit of quality that got us over the line more often than not. If we weren't steam steamrolling sides. It was a it was a bit of brilliance from one player or another and it was a lovely ball from Saar for the, for the first goal to get loser up and running, to get that monk of his back of the penalty miss. And what I loved about Mela Saar today, and it's probably the first time I've seen him this animated, when he was subbed off after, I think it was 94 minutes and Kalou came on, and we mentioned it briefly earlier, Kalou bust a gut, in fairness, to get to the ball to make sure it went out for a throw-in. Saar was out of the dugout, arms flailing around, Come on, yes, go, go on, wow,
0: I didn't see that and,
1: yeah. and it's right, okay, we're here, you've arrived as a team, and if if you 've got Ismail Sar, <laughs> we haven't arrived as a team, but in, in, it's summed up tonight 's performance, yeah. and if you've got it it'smailsar being as demonstrative of that, which he just he just isn't apart from when he's moaning to the ref, <laughs> um, I thought that was a really, really encouraging sign, and it probably spoke of his confidence in what he delivered for the side today which was a massive massive part in what
2: for getting the win. I think something you, you when you talk about Keenan Davis uh, Mike you kind of said it in, in amongst all the kind of uh, effusive kind of uh, comments you're making about him is he, he he knows where the goal is. Yeah. And I think you know the goal today was it, it looked easy mm, but yeah he stinky. it is it is but he was in the right place. He didn't rush it. He knew he had time. He settled himself and he put it in. And there was another chance he could have scored. I think there was one where Semmer did like a look, like a table football move to <laughs> yeah. himself. And then by then I think well, um spin, spin over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> no, he kind of he kinda of flicked it to himself and I was like, but the same person did that to himself so like, did a one-two with himself and got a great shot in which the keeper kind of fumbled. And by yeah, then I think yeah. Davis' legs were a bit like mine after I would run up the stairs. And he and he didn't he didn't follow in. But and that's and that's the point I think that you know we're talking about And and you 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 were talking about, you know. Keeping him for the, is he going to be ready for next week and or, or and saving him? I guess I was more concerned around is he is he going to compromise us tonight because he wasn't able to do the the pressing from the front, which is allowing Norwich to bring it into midfield, which is slightly you know, pushing us back. But on the flip side, I guess the only way you get fit is by pushing yourself beyond where it starts hurting. And I guess if we got a game on Wednesday, maybe Billet is thinking, you know what, Keenan, get some get some miles in your legs against against Norwich you're going to have wednesday off i don't want to risk Bayo if i'm going to need him on wednesday yeah. and and then you yeah, you true. come back you come back on uh, on sunday and basically make a hero of yourself <laughs> uh, by because i mean his physicality although jack pedro's physicality with on uh, Bamadelli at the end i think i think he got uh, he got hit in the face and he just beforehand and was just raging around i think i think it's n- obviously if it happens against you but for us it's nice that our flair players if you want like you're saying, like Sar was kind of getting effusive and on the bench. See, seeing the players that add that little bit of flair, like Loser, like Pedro, they got the they got the nasty side to them. They got the they, they want to win. They got that. They got what it takes to kind of do what it takes. Um, shove someone really hard into well, the. Pedro I mean, well, got away with one. Yeah, really did. Yeah. He yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it was uh, the Norwich four who
1: ended up going yeah, off didn't head, and, it, and it, yeah. the ball had Probably rolled out of off. And he and you know make no no bones about it he smashed him in the back of the calf he kicked him as hard as he could in yeah. the back of the calf and the ref somehow missed it in the melee but if that's a Premier League and that's in VAR that's, he could well have been sent off yeah. um, but I think Jordy's right how often do we uh, am I thinking in my head of clever little tweets about opposition players about how narky they are and how, well, <laughs> if we're going to watch that every week if that's how way you're going to win but the reality is you want them on your side you want that and we, we spoke about it before that attitude that winning mentality that, that that wanting to do whatever it takes and obviously there's a fine line I don't want my players um, my
3: players <laughs> I, you know, Welcome
1: to Mike F.C. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't want them necessarily I don't want that from Zao Pedro that's, that, that's yeah. uh, Jordi's nodding he <laughs> does but I guess you're right I guess you know we've we dug ourselves into a hole this season quite frankly and we've all been down this, this week following, following Blackpool we've all been scratching our heads you know can't quite work out how we've how we've got into this state. We went into this game in 17th place in the table and, to be perfectly frank, probably deserved to. The performances have been average at best for for most of it. So we dug ourselves into a hole. So I think it's a good point that Geordie makes that them showing a bit of appetite to make up for it and if if that manifests itself in a bit of over-exuberance and a little bit of um, misdirected uh, adrenaline, shall we say, then... That's a better sign than them shrinking into themselves and and hiding. Not something you're ever going to level at Jao Pedro. I mean, he's another one who, just the way he wins the ball, his 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 the, the the talent he's developed of getting himself between the ball and the defender or the opposition is is pretty pretty extraordinary. It's a, a, a joy to watch, and if he can continue on his trajectory, he's going to be just a, a huge huge asset to us this season. I think he does need that that temperament. Need, Actually, scrub that. You don't want to, You don't want anything to change about Jao. Carry on what you're doing, jail lounge.
2: From the Rookery End, a podcast about life following Watford FC.
0: Um, two weeks ago on our Taylor Trek walk, we, uh, we put together, uh, I call it the letdown 11, but it wasn't quite the letdown 11. It was 11 players who, when they came to Watford, we were excited. Uh, and uh, when they started playing, we were very disappointed. Uh, we put together with Dave. Uh, we ended up with uh, Esper Barton uh, in uh, in goal, Juan uh, Carlos Paredes, uh, Ramon Vega, Pierre Issa and Paul Mayo in defence, uh, Alexander Merkel, Lewis McGugan and Richard Hill uh, in midfield and uh, an attacking three of Rod. Thomas, um, Diego Fabrini, and Nathan Ellington. And Mike on the socials after that. We you know, you can follow us at Watford Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook. There are certain things that we, we we put things out there and they get uh they get reaction. This got some very clear reactions. I want to go through a few and, and see if you and Geordie, I mean Geordie wasn't part of the original, you know, putting together of the eleven, and we were I think we were about mile eight nine when we actually put Rod Thomas into that team, but it was it was there. Now here we go. We one thing I want to make it clear, Jordy, that we made it, try, We tried to make it not just like a Pozzo team, not just a Viali team. No, it we've, was, had, we've had a lifetime of disappointments, John. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. So uh, Juan Manuel Gerardo, do you think he is worthy? Jamie Jamie Palmer said Gerardo, yeah. Gerardo should go into it. What do you think? Um, were you excited? Because this is the important thing. Were you excited when he joined? Because that's, that's almost the first hurdle you have to get over. Well, I think I think that, that's that's going to be a huge obstacle to
2: a Pozzo uh, bias yeah, exactly, because half of him never heard of. Him. I mean, who'd heard of Alman Abdi before he turned exactly. up? You know what I mean? Uh, probably someone going, no, oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, maybe well, that's
0: Cal- it. I think he, maybe if you'd been an aficionado and watching Spanish football for, for years and years, uh, and, years
2: and years. Yeah, Gerardo came with calibre, um, pedigree, but he came to the Premier League. He didn't come to the Championship where we're like, oh, we've pulled out. Yeah, some some you know some great player. I mean, he, he, was, he, he was a functional player. Yeah. I think I think I think Kike liked to put him on the left, uh, which I don't know if that's his natural position. that had that one game was at Newcastle. He played attack uh, um, attacking midfield, yeah. he, and he looked he looked like um, he, he looked, <laughs> and we am like okay, you'll probably see him there a bit more. And then Kike said no, back back you know back to
0: back so he to he left was hand a disappointment, side.
2: Disappointment, I think he was one that yeah. Came, yeah, but, you,
0: but, you but, thought... but but that's fine. You can be a disappointment, but you can't be a disappointment in the and get into this team if you haven't been excited about for you turned up. He so apart. what he, yeah maybe. Yeah, I but think, I don't I don't know I,
2: I think it's maybe we thought He's not he making
0: could, the team. He's not making uh, the team. No. Um Simon Jones said Jamie Morley. Yeah. And actually we didn't I don't remember even there's, there's still players on this list who we did talk about but we never talked about Jamie. What could he? Yeah, in for Rod Thomas for me because oh, I there's, there's some players going
1: on. I think we might I oh, go on. Because he scored a lot of goals in the Championship for Millwall, wasn't it? Mm. And he was one of those players you know we've just spoken about who always seems to have that touch, little streak about him. Um, scored, yeah, just his his record in the in the, at the level was pretty pretty good. I'm not going to say phenomenal because he probably scored <laughs> 20 in 360 or something like that. But he's one of those players who always seemed to score. If you look on the score sheet, it was always Jay Morley. Uh, often with a brace for for Mill so when he signed for us I said okay we've got someone who can finally put the ball in the, the net and he was well he was crap for us
0: well then let's let us let, see the other one in terms of attacking this who actually Oh My Word podcast the podcast if you want to go find that they way to Watford in the 1990s they agreed with that but they also put in a Nordin Wooter now I don't think either I, was, I I'm always excited about attacking player but he, was, he did a job he wasn't Rubbish, was he?
1: Can I just say well, you're
0: always excited about an attacking player with dreadlocks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he ever let us down. Uh, he didn't let us down. But I, th- I think wasn't he part of the Ajax '95 squad of Seedorf and Davits and? <laughs> Did he all play always on the bench? Uh, well, I mean, he played with them. I mean, he, yeah. he trained. He trained with them. Uh, you know, so I think. Um, I think I think it was I think it was that still that early time you know was it ninety nine he came kind of mm. period was yeah, that yeah. so oh, I can't remember but you know kind of pre pre mass internet so I think the the um, so I say Lee Nogan, the Jamie Morley thing was probably the price also had a, had, a, had a role to play as well as having seen him on CFAX every mm. so often yeah. um, <laughs> you know with um, with uh, with Vuto, it's probably true what you say you know he looked the part yeah. he his his skill his skill or his his things that he stood out for were things that catch the eye. It's just obviously a highlights package, which you see on YouTube now, can be made up of lots of those, but you don't see them for the rest of the 88 minutes. And I think with Nordin Vuta, I guess, coming from Ajax, you know, and all this, I think there's probably an expectation, maybe not on him, but just on the the pedigree and what he could be. So I think maybe it's a bit unfair to say I expect Nordin Vouter to be this, in the sense that I knew what I was getting. But all the things and the players that he played with and what he'd achieved and what that team had achieved, we probably thought we were getting, you know. Like Jolly yeah. Littman or something. But no, he's
0: not, he's not, not getting the team. Um, Mark Phillips went off on one a little bit on uh, his messages. Yeah in, a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a good way. Quick reaction. Charlie Miller. Is he making the team?
1: No, because I just wasn't excited about him.
0: No, no, way. No, Lucas Neal. I mean, he was, he was half... Legs were half broken when he turned up at Watford. No chance.
1: No, same for me. I mean, he's sort of a bit of pedigree. He's been around the block a little bit, but excited? No.
0: Not for me. Danny Rose. I mean... We we were arming and Ring about Paul Mayo. If I'm really honest, on that walk, do you reckon Danny Rose, Geordie, could oh, yeah. make? Would you put him instead of Paul Mayo?
2: Well, No, but I, I, think, <laughs> I think I think I'm about left backs. How often have we signed a left back that we've been excited about? I mean, it's a difficult get, yeah, no, it's a exactly. difficult position to get. So exactly. it's very difficult I'm, to under Geordie, We
0: were walking for for know, hours, yeah, and we yeah, tried to come up with some defenders.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So I think you know, I guess, I guess the challenge is. Is, is is that people get excited about big money and big names and generally attacking players? So you're always going to struggle to fill to fill the back positions. I mean, Danny Rose, first time round, he was he was a, a low knee, so I don't know if that's what they're talking about. Not wasn't <laughs> expecting great things of him um, as a, as a young low knee, and then more recently, I think we we did I think we knew it was a gamble.
0: So, you know, you shouldn't really expect anything from a gamble. Okay, so, so, he's not making, he's not, he's not, he's not bumping out oh, Paul know, Mayo. I mean, he could, he could, he could. We'll do the final team in a minute. So, the other one was manager. To- uh, Toby Gillies, he sort of said Xavier Gravelan, I'm not sure. He's not, man- he's not manager, is no, no, he? No, but he mentioned, but then, then he said, Oscar Garcia must be the manager.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
0: i better. Well,
2: I would say Dave Bassett, given what he <laughs> given that he took Wimbledon up from like, well, non, non league to Division One, was coming in to replace I mean, Graham yeah. Taylor. I think the the, the the result compared to the expectation is probably somewhat greater <laughs> than, than, than than Oscar That's Garcia having a having a, a bit of Dickie was, Tummy or Dickie Hart, or whatever it was. Also, Dickie, <laughs> Dickie <tubby. laughs> I was saying Dickie Tigger, is what I meant to say. Um, I mean, really, as a
1: manager, Gianluca Vialli? Can you look past him?
0: Yeah, I think he has to be. I, 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 my, my heart is in Gianluca's because to, to had, do this.
1: I mean, geordie has got his kit at Toshiba Top. I had my one of those signed by Gianluca Vialli, and he just wrote a massive letter, so there's no, I can't do anything with it. Hi. Viali. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, you know, as a, as a, I don't know how old I was, but I rem- I was pretty swept up in it. And, you know, Viali was one of the, the superstars of the Premier League, really. So for him to rock up when we were outside the Hornet Shop, I remember coming in to get my shirt signed here. And I don't know what we expected, really, but... It, <laughs> bigger we, than what we got. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> per- per- perhaps um, perhaps Viali is head coach and uh, Oscar Garcia is his... Um, Assistant. Uh, assistant with his uh, dodgy tubby,
0: Dave rowe and was backed up by uh, Matt Rowson of the Be Happy uh, uh, blog. He said, and he wants him to be captain, yeah. and I don't agree with this, Sean Murray. Now, I absolutely understand in the modern era where you see a wonder goal from the youth team, and you get excited about him, and we did put Rod Thomas in, and that was a little bit of a, a, maybe not a forced entry, but we were getting a bit lost a little bit at that point. But the fact that Sean Murray... lost, not yeah. metaphorically lost. <laughs> <with this laughs> we were element. lost on the wall, yeah. But actually, looking at, at Sean, there was an element where he was excited, he did come in, he did score goals, he cemented himself as a side, and then the Pozzos turn up and bring all these other players in. So I don't think he was necessarily a letdown.
1: No, and also a, a signing. You can't really call him a signing. Yeah. No, but we
0: put Rod Thomas in, so you have to agree that. Yeah, okay, I good. mean, really, if we're doing this properly, then Rod Thomas shouldn't have been
1: in there. Matt, Matt has clambered right through that <laughs> loophole and <laughs> rammed it home, hasn't he? I mean, look, I think... Sean Murray, we were all willing him to do well, weren't we? I think he, yeah. he's one of our own and all, and all that sort of stuff. And there was obvious talent there. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen. He's still playing and having a, having a really good career. So that that's excellent. And on, from that point of view, can he be a disappointment? He's gone on to still be playing football many, many years later.
0: Um, I don't think, think it was a disappointment for Watford. Well, because, I, of, because of everything that happened.
1: Matty I, I, Vidra. Disappointed, but Disappointed, but I don't think it was necessarily he, Maybe he, I don't really but know, he, perhaps, but yeah, but p- p- potentially a victim, a victim of circumstance,
0: perhaps. One player that Matt Furness mentioned, yeah. and he did come up in our conversation, was uh, was the great old, but not really old, Niang.
1: Yeah, it's a great
0: show. Very excited for him, but I know he was only on loan. I know he fizzled out massively, Geordie, but he did win us some very important games in that short spell of time he was with us. So I, the fact that he was only a lone I don't think I can feel disappointed. No, I mean, he, he, he played. I mean, there's probably loneys that have come
2: and not played. Hmm? So, I mean, he, the fact he contributed something. He fell off a cliff, though, didn't
1: he? Yeah, it's he, a did. Oh, he, a, absolutely he did. Oh, he landed with a, He landed with a bang and scored, was it against West... I can't remember he scored, he scored goals and then just like you say he fizzled out so definite excitement and disappointment yeah he's, he's on
2: the maybe scale maybe for me he's like, maybe he's like the, um, the international version of Anthony McNamee he kind of <laughs> hit, hit the ground running expected great things and then kind of fizzled yeah. out So maybe...
0: and that doesn't count they don't, those players don't get in because you have to be excited before they start playing for Watford and I think these next two actually I can't believe we missed them out they've got to go in Alberta Panyaranda, the cuddly panda, because everything that happened in terms of like the YouTube ness of it and the modern day football, but also the fact that he all you know the fact that he played in the under 19s World Cup yeah. and he'd done really well there, and he did absolutely nothing for us. I think I'm, I'm straight away swapping him for Nathan Ellington.
1: Yeah, well, I mean Ellington was it was a it was a grave disappointment, and we we don't need to speak about him anymore. But yeah, Panyaranda came with some fanfare, young player. Pedigree behind him, Apps did absolutely nothing. Potentially had um, attitude issues. I, I guess he did, right. just wasn't able to to push on at, at all, despite being kept around the place for uh, going on loan to semi decent. Um, well, they weren't. Well, he just didn't do it, did he? I'm not no. making making excuses for him. Yeah, excited when he signed. Absolutely delivered nothing for Watford.
0: So we're, we're definitely putting in uh, Alberto Pena for Nathan Ellington, and who's going in for Rod Thomas? Uh, Jamie Morley. Jamie Morley. The other one, and I, I think we've got to put him in, and, and this really goes back, Geordie. you you did a, a Photoshop about him many years ago when he first joined, and the excitement about a player comes firstly from, like we said, all these players we picked before, like where they've come from, what they've done in the past, um, what we ex- we're excited about them doing at Watford. But I think the length of time it took for this player to be signed, and the fact that you had time to make a Photoshop where you had a picture of him as he normally is saying, when we first started talking about him and then you aged him horrend- horrendously uh, in that picture, which we'll sh- I'll share that again on our, on our socials. The fact that he has a... <sighs> Maris Suarez.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think that's a fair one. Because he didn't really do anything for us. And he, he did have pedigree. He came from Atletico madrid didn't he? And he, he was a good player. I think he's probably... Probably t- for this criteria, fits better than Gerardo because Gerardo yeah. did actually deliver something, even if and it was just a yeah. body and you know competency rather than maybe the excellence we were expecting. And I, 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 stri- I can't remember the, the, the players that were around Suarez, but uh, you know he he came in and he didn't displace anyone. No. And, and when he when he played, it wasn't like an obvious kind of uh, a metronome in the middle of the pitch who was going to be you know the one that, like loser is for us yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's one that you I think it's fair that you missed him. And I think that's almost an indictment of yeah. uh, the fact that he's such. When, you, when someone raises it, you go, "Oh yeah, actually, to be honest, because there was that." No, his fault of his own, probably the um, the faffing about uh, getting him signed. But where he came from, uh, and probably the knowledge that we have now of Atletico Madrid with them, you know, Champions League finals and whatnot, is is we probably had a higher expectation of someone who can get into that team um, would would absolutely walk it in the Watford team, and obviously. I think that's he a just, fair point.
0: He he didn't walk. Well, he didn't. Walk, he didn't, certainly didn't run it, and he didn't walk it either. So the final team. Let's go to make sure we've done this. This Mike. Remember, this is not definite. Don't at us, as they say. I the do, kids do. say. I
1: like to hear
0: from you. <laughs> we might have to do another one at some point. I just let Mike. I'm trying to be cool by saying don't at me. <laughs> no one at. No one ats well, me. Well, for at crying you. out loud. Uh, Ingo Esperbardson. Uh, uh, Juan Carlos Paredes Ooh. is not. Get, yeah. <laughs> The whistle. You have to listen to the podcast for that story. Um Roman Vega, Pierre Issa. Now are we keeping Paul Mayo or is Danny Rose getting in? I say stick Danny Rose in. Okay. This is your choice now, Michael. Because I think in that midfield of Alexander Merkel, yeah. Lewis McGugan, who we made captain, yeah. and Richard Hill, who does keep the eighties yeah, players right. in it, yeah. I think Alexander Merkel has to be substituted for Mario Suarez. We'll stick we'll stick. Go Merkel on. on the bench. All right, done, sold. And up front, instead of Rod Thomas, we're going to have... Jamie Morley. We're keeping Diego Fabrini, because he's great. Actually, there was a bit, I had a bit of a flashback with Diego Fabrini, with um, uh, the away kit that Norwich are wearing today. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah, colour yeah. that really means yeah. that season. Uh, and uh, up front with him, uh, we're going to put Alberto Peñaranda instead of... Nathan Ellington. but Nathan will make it onto the bench. He's got away with it on there, as Nathan.
2: <laughs> I tell you, he can be uh, on the on the bench as a reserve goalie because you talk about flashbacks about David Fabrini, Tony Miola. He, <laughs> he had about a thousand caps of America. He turned up against, I think, Bristol Rovers in a, in some kind <laughs> of in his data system some, some, something, some, something, something like that. And and I was like, wow, this is gonna, you know, I was a little kid as well when I mean, everything like in America is bigger and better. And he wasn't. he wasn't. He really, really
0: wasn't. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get
1: the chance. But he's on the bench. I just broke off there to say well done to Dan, Dan Gosling, yeah. who's, who's just walked past proper fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> well done to Dan! <laughs> Dan, Dan. <Well> done, Dan. <laughs> um, Have your shirt, please, Dan! <laughs> but I, I didn't, didn't say that. You didn't fit him. I, <laughs> damn, <laughs> God, Gosling's not that big. You know. um,
3: no, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that, didn't, that didn't work at all. I thought I was being clever and uh, I should know better. Just to put a bow on that on that conversation I think what's important is that this team doesn't become one of the most disappointing sides yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's a team that we've seen can be exciting a team that we are entitled to have at least some semi-high hopes for and up until this point, you know, we're very, very effusive and positive about uh, about the performance against against Norwich tonight. Rightly so. We've enjoyed it. We've spoken at length about what football is to be enjoyed. What's the point if you can't enjoy it? It's been a good, rumbustious, entertaining evening here at Vicarage Road. But we were owed that, I think, as supporters, certainly mm. supporters here at, at Vicarage Road. and there is still a real danger that a lot of these players if we have this conversation on another walk in 10 years time could end up on this list and I'm desperate for them not to this season can still be rescued but we're going to need a hell of a lot more of what we saw tonight to make sure that they're not featuring in a conversation
0: like that we're the Orns you're the Orns Come on Orns. so there we go Watford have won a game at home against Norwich City and it feels so much better than it has done uh, of the recent uh, past here under Watford. Um, We're we're flowing and we have an away game uh, at Millwall in the week and we have a home game next week against them up the road. Uh, And we'll see exactly what Watford can do to capitalise on this or not or at least keep building and I think that's the most important thing, Michael.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to put some context around the division we've seen that we're capable of performing against the the better teams we've beaten norwich we've beaten burnley who are top we've beaten sheffield united so we've beaten the top 3 yeah <laughs> we've lost to some dross um <laughs> and we've turned in some dross performances as well but i mentioned earlier we started the uh, the day in 17th and we started the day not only in 17th but feeling 17th yeah we felt you know we were shoulder slumped heads down lots of empty seats there tonight the crowd oh, was, was announced as 19,000 nine 19, and a half thousand. it definitely wasn't I know you can't there's nothing dodgy going on you count season tickets and all that sort of stuff it's a bad kickoff off time 7.45 on a Saturday night. no thank you um, so people did stay away tonight and pe- we've, we felt miserable mm. we felt sad we felt down well, I didn't we
0: went to the pub beforehand yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a birthday
1: tomorrow <laughs> oh yeah absolutely but we started 17th we're now in 10th 20 points two points outside the playoffs five points off top yeah so I said it a minute ago the season isn't over far from it in fact but it could easily be so this still can go either way we still the problems persist in terms of a lopsided squad. Um, and I think questions were asked of, uh, of Slavin Bilic in his in his presser or in his interviews during the, the week about whether we're going to be dipping into the market to pick up free agents. It doesn't sound like that's going to be the the case from what he said. So we are only an injury or a suspension, and let's not forget, by the you know we, there might be one coming over the over the horizon, a key one. We're not far off it going left when we want to be going right, but. It is there for us this season, but we need to see a lot, lot more of, of this. And you're right, John, the word is build. We've had no momentum so far this season. The wins that we have had, you know, we mentioned Burnley, mentioned Sheffield United, they were, they were good, gutsy wins, but they weren't anything really that were sort of, they weren't like a, a rallying cry. Yeah. And it felt like this one was because it came in this the face... Can, this one can be. It can be, because it's come off the back of, not in the face of adversity, that's overregging it, but it's come off the back of a really rough old week. And they've turned up, They've done what we wanted them to do. They've they've delivered for us. They've delivered for each other. They've delivered for the boss. They've got to do it again now. Wednesday night at Millwall, it'll be a a hostile atmosphere. We're level on points with them. They're doing well this season. They're a a decent side. They're not the, the pushovers they have been previously. Huge, huge test for the attitude and application of these players. Freezing cold on a Wednesday, getting they'll be getting dog's abuse from three sides of that ground. Um, and if they're not on it 100%, they'll get rolled over. Um, so they need to stick tonight in their back pocket. That tenacity that Geordie talked about, that desire to win that, that edge, take it on, utilise it, keep the blood pumping, keep the blood
0: flowing, let's go. Thank you very much, Geordie. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Come on, Come on, you all, (laughs) Zindy!